Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Hughes 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? You've got mail. I'm not joking. You've got mail. Have a package that came in the mail. Now, it's directed to me, but that's just because... I was going to say, what is it, 1997? It's 1997, and it came for you. I was trying to... Exactly. No, this came in the mail, but um, some of it was for you, so I've included the part that's for you. And there's a little letter... It is our great pleasure to send you this limited edition, signed print, and first edition signed copy of our Calcutta Honor winning book, Going Down Home with Daddy. Uh huh. We are also enclosing a print and book for your dear sister, Kate. I hope you don't mind that we sent this through you. <gasps> I mind what? very much. I mind, I mind so much. It's the minding I have. Holy. And then it's got the chickens. It's got the chickens. Holy moly. I know, moly. right? This is from the kind, very kind people at Peachtree. We were supposed to sit at their table at the Newberry Caldecott banquet. We couldn't because uh, COVID. And they signed it. And they both signed it, the author and the illustrator. And wow. they sent us a signed print. And it's really beautiful. That's crazy. It's one of my favorite shots of, of the grandmother. It's like that last shot of the grandmother with the chickens. And then her dress is like the tree, but it's also the roots. And anyway. Oh my gosh. Thank you. If they're listening, if they're listening, I will I will send them a link to this episode, <laughs> just so they can hear us saying thank you, thank, thank you, you, thank you, thank you. You know, if we thank if, you. if they do end up doing the Calica Awards in what like December, maybe they won't. <laughs> but <laughs> well, yeah, if they did, yeah, if it does. Then I, I then I can still try and do the ant dress, like the, the shirt dress. You could, but. Yeah. And I got the glasses. I know. I, really... I think we're just going to have to cut but, our losses. But Betsy, and... I, I bought the dye. Aw, <laughs> you'll use the dye again. You'll use the dye again. Next, there's always another Caldecott Newberry Banquet, dear. But not... But no, okay. no, we missed. Well, thank you we so much. This is yeah. amazing. Thank you yeah. very, very much. Yay! I, I am very pleased. I had a feeling you'd like that one. Yes, I, I do. Very pretty. And meanwhile, who are you? I am Kate the Grateful. And I'm Betsy the Graceless. Excellent. <laughs> what? I don't know. That's just how it came out. And um I'm not gonna I'm not gonna <laughs> go back and change that. That's that's pretty much right. What do we do on this here podcast? We get free books. We really actually do. <laughs> uh, but besides that, oh. uh, what do we do? Oh, um we review books picture books yes old picture books and then we get them for free <laughs> um in the very rare occasion we talk about a current one this is what happens but usually we talk about very old ones that are not that current i want old ones for free too I, i'm well, not picky well maybe you know, i know for the fact that the book we are doing today the the author illustrator is alive and lives in michigan oh so there you go so Wait, that should be interesting i only know one now you'll know two Wait, oh, it's not who I'm thinking of? It's not. Oh. It's not. We will do that person. I'm not sure when. Um, that would have made a lot of sense today. But instead, <laughs> we're going to do... A boo 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 The Keeping Quote by... Patricia Polacco. Now, Patricia Polacco has done more than 100 
books in her lifetime. And so saith her website. And uh, as a result, I wasn't sure which one to do. And so I went to Amazon and just put in her name. And I didn't like their first choice. And I said, no. And so this was like choice number two. So I was like, yes. I I only know her name. That's how I know how to pronounce her last name. Yeah, you got it completely correct. Her name is Patricia Polacco. Uh, There is a shiny uh, Sydney Taylor Award. uh, That is for the best Jewish book on uh, on the cover. And uh, this, oh, I should say, before we begin, this is not, and this is important, not the 25th anniversary edition. This is an original edition, I'm pretty sure. From my library shelves. Okay. Go read that thing. Okay. While Kate does her read, let's uh, let's dive into this Patricia Polacco type character. What's she about? Who is she? What's her background? Well, I'm going to give you some background, but it's not the background you expect. Yes, Patricia Polacco attended Oakland Technical High School with Frank Oz. Was that? Oh, that's right. Yoda, Cookie Monster, Ernie, tons of other Muppets. Um, also, Patricia Polacco, uh, at the same time, uh, babysat uh, for Tom Hanks. He actually attended the nearby Skyline High School later uh, in Oakland. And uh, and apparently, there was a dual high school reunion. I'm not sure if she babysat for Tom Hanks. I'm not sure how this works out. But in any case, Polacco, Hanks, and Oz all attended this dual high school reunion together. Um, and let me tell you, if... I ever went back to my high school for my reunion and I walked through the door with Tom Hanks on one arm and Frank Oz on the other, no one would fall down and think that was incredibly cool, but I would think it was cool because it is cool. That's cool. Hello. 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 I read a book. You sure did. (laughs) It's a little longer than, than some of the ones we've done. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of text. Uh, there's a yeah. bit of text, little, little words here and there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I really only have one qualm with it, and it's on the title page. <laughs> oh, show me that qualmish qualm. Um, it's So it, the, the title page is a picture of a boat with a bunch of um, immigrants on it coming to America, and you can see the Statue of Liberty. Yep. Statue of Liberty is supposed to have seven spikes on her crown, <laughs> and there's only six. Maybe one's behind her arm. It's a weird angle to be coming at her. Betsy. Maybe there's just a... Betsy. Fine. Patricia Bellocco doesn't know how many spikes <laughs> are on the crown of the Statue of I mean, Liberty. I just, Correct. I looked at it, and I was like, that seems... Something's off. And then I just Googled how many spikes are on the crown, and there's seven. And really, But that's really my only qualm. That's, if that's the only problem that you have with the book, it's already doing it's very bad, well. right? It's, it's doing a, pretty well. Yeah. Doing pretty good, yeah. So, oh, and the title, but I'll get to that at the oh, end. Um, so the story starts off with the narrator talking about how her great-grandma came to the U.S., came to New York from Russia with her family. And throughout the book, everything is in black and white except... Uh, well, her her babushka and mm-hmm. her dress. Right, which, which are... Which are later then converted into a quilt. But what color are they? So the babushka is red and mm-hmm. the dress is blue with red, red flowers. Thingies. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So her great-grandma goes to school, learns how... In six months, she learns how to speak English. Um, and <laughs> I don't know why I thought this was really strange, but... 
I'm looking at this picture of like the great grandma surrounded by all these kids, you know, in school. Mm -hmm. And one of the kids is holding a box of snorting tobacco. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what is this kid doing at recess? I don't know. It's this like little girl with bows in her hair and snorting tobacco. (laughs) Backy. I mean, maybe is that the tin that she keeps her lunch in? Wouldn't that just make it taste terrible? Like, wouldn't the smell of it just imbue, like, everything that you had in there? I mean, I know that tobacco boxes and tins have been used for other things because they were very high quality, but, uh, yeah, that seems a bad idea for your lunch. Yeah. Surely you can find another box. (laughs) Surely. Surely. I don't think so. Don't call me Shirley. All right. So then she grows out of the dress and her... Uh, mother decides, well, let's take the dress, let's take the babushka, and let's make a quilt out of those, as well as, you know, your uncle's shirt, and your aunt's nightdress, and your other aunt's apron, and let's just make one giant quilt to remind us of our time from Russia. So all these women, all these neighbor ladies come over, and they help sew this quilt. Sewing circle. Yes, and... The illustrations are very realistic, Mm -hmm. and you Mm -hmm. can tell that they are very intense, but there's this one kid, and I'm going to call her um, Crooked Pinky Penny. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you call her that, Kate? uh, Well, one, she's got a crooked pinky. She does, yeah. And two, you know she's just there because her mom is there. Oh, yeah. And she's she's totally not interested in any of the conversations. She just wants to trace her finger around all of the work that these women have done yep essentially yep yeah that's a very realistic kid i, I in just, there yeah very chubby cheeks like i mm-hmm, used to have mm-hmm. um but a really crooked pinky i just couldn't stop staring at it man something bad happened to that pinky once <laughs> i mean there's a whole story there right so uh so she grows up and she falls in love with uh the narrator's great grandpa who well, that was and, convenient and i think <laughs> It was a dad joke coming from a mom. Oh, but yeah. this is the cutest engagement I have ever heard of. So he gives her a gold coin, a dried flower, and a piece of rock salt all tied together in a handkerchief. And the gold represents wealth, the flower, love, and the salt so their lives would have flavor. Aww. I thought that was so sweet. sweet. I just saw so a nice. high-profile celebrity get engaged today, and she has this, you know, like, nine-carat diamond on her finger. And I'm mm. like, wow, there is no... Like, this is sentimental and sweet yeah. and doesn't cost, you know, 200 grand. Right, and it's <laughs> practical. Yeah, true. Now you can salt your food. Yeah. It's awesome. I just thought that was the, the a very sweet very engagement nice. that I've yeah, never heard of. Yeah. Um, so they so the this quilt transforms into multiple ways. They the the it was used as a blanket when she got engaged. Now it's used as a chuppah when they get married. Um, and it's I I like how versatile the blanket is from the tablecloth to a blanket to the chuppah, and I particularly like that it's the only thing in this book that's colored. Yes. Everything else is in black and white. And consistently because the fabric that it is made of is the fabric that was in her outfit from the very first title page. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's also interesting to see as this progresses to see um, the fashion change as we progress in time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So after they get married, 
Um, they have a kid. Bada boom, bada bing. <laughs> like you do. <laughs> the kid grows up. And, you know, we're in like three generations now. That quilt's looking pretty good. Yeah, no, it's in real good shape. Really I good assume shape. they don't use it that much. I mean. I don't know. They're using it for blankets, for hmm. um, I guess it's just tablecloths. Well yeah. Um, so Someone right, just also got married under it, I think. Right. So then her grandma grows up, gets married to her grandpa George. Again, they use it as a chuppah. You can see that the fashions have now changed a bit. Now it looks a bit more Victorian. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Based on like the women's hats. Huh. Um, they have a kid. I would have uh, said 20s maybe. But a little, yeah. A little more yeah. Edwardian perhaps. Yeah. 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 Um, so they have a kid. That kid grows up. And I eventually uh, the, the grandma, um, she becomes very old and she's sick a lot. And the quilt is used to keep her legs warm. And in this illustration, you know, it's very sweet. They're all around the grandma. She has the quilt on her legs. And then you got, I'm assuming grandpa over here, who's not looking in the right direction. I just want to tell him, grandpa, <laughs> turn no, around. Turn, turn around. She's, she's over she's there, grandpa. She's behind you. <laughs> what are you doing? Where's Myrtle? <laughs> I left her here a second ago. Where'd Myrtle go? So on her... On Grandma's birthday, um, you know, they make a cake. And again, the, the, the quilt is used as a tablecloth. Um, she eventually passes away. Again, she, the quilt is covering her. Um, meanwhile, it's the continuous thing of like a child grows up, gets married, has a daughter. That daughter grows up, gets married. Has a daughter. Well, this reminds that child me of grows the, up. It's this reminds me of the, the the quilt book we did with Showway. Exactly the, uh, the Jackie exactly. Woodson thing. There. And okay. Yeah. Huh. So anyway, so that kid grows up, gets married, um, and she's now wearing a suit to her wedding. So I'm like, okay, this has got to be 40s now, right? 40s, 50s, yeah, 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 somewhere in there. I, I just love the changing fashion as we go, yeah. like from generation to generation. But it's. It's a very interesting tradition that they have that in the wedding bouquet, they keep salt, you know, for the mm -hmm. flavor, uh, gold to remind you of, of wealth and bread so that you'll mm -hmm. never be hungry, which, you know, I've, I've heard of, you know, you know, using your grandma's handkerchief or using, um, you know, jewelry and, and, and wrapping that in the bouquet. But I thought this was very interesting. I will tell you, when I moved into my new home, my uh, my in-laws brought me salt, wine, and bread for the very same reasons. Interesting. Yeah. So it was used for other things, too, apparently. I didn't get any of those, yeah. and now I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to go It's hungry? never too late, baby. Am I poor? I'll run to the store. Do I, don't, I don't have any flavor. <laughs> Can it be the kind of salt we use for rice on the snow? I don't know. So, right. So, right. They, they got married. They have a kid, which is now the narrator. Uh, the narrator at her first birthday party uses the quilt as a tablecloth. Here's what I can't understand. This thing uh, has been used for how many weddings? Like three, four? We're, well, we're into like the fourth or fifth generation Look, now. I, I don't bring out stuff from my wedding and touch it at all. They're using the kid, letting the kid like play with it. This is... Oh. Touched by her ancestors. It was yeah, created there, by her ancestors. There is a chocolate cake on top of a cake. fourth or fifth and generation there are small quilt. Small children walking around that cake. Yeah, and I just looked at this and I went, "Are you 
crazy. Someone is insane. It's not. Or hates this quilt <laughs> and has always hated it and has hoped that or it would Or it go away. is built out of <laughs> titanium. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> titanium quilt also a good tip so the narrator guess what oh boy she grows up oh <laughs> she, wow and yeah the, the quilt is used you know as a cape it's used as a tent so it's definitely getting used yeah and again it's used so as now a, this filthy no it's quilt it is, it is, <laughs> they must have been watching no, it, it is crisp is crisp white <laughs> like the day it was made <laughs> and it's it's used as a chuppah again and again the fashion i'm mm-hmm. feeling 80s yeah you're completely correct about the 80s with, yeah. with the bows but if you look the hair all the way to the left there is a child that really wants the frosting off the cake uh, and you have one of the uh the older aunts i'm assuming yeah, yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. what are you doing don't touch the cake <laughs> They haven't even had a piece yet. <laughs> so I thought that was really cute. But also, as we progress through time, you know, it went from, you know, the men and women, you know, can't be together. And then, okay, they can both be, you know, at the wedding, but they can't dance together. Mm-hmm, and now mm-hmm. they can dance together. And now you can have non-Jews at weddings. Mm-hmm. And now you can have, you know, not just white people at the wedding. So it's it's nice to see. Things the, are changing. Yeah, yeah. it's nice yeah, to see the, the progression yeah. throughout the book. And then, guess what? She has a baby. And she wraps her baby in the quilt. So I'm super jealous that I don't have one of these quilts. Oh, I'm sorry. However, huh? mom did knit me a chuppah for me that I intend to use as a blanket once I have kids. Oh, that's and very hopefully nice. that will be like a nice pass down That's very heirloom. nice. There is a quilt uh, in mom's house that someone, not mom, made for me when I was a child. And I was asked my favorite colors, which of course, this being the 80s, were pink and brown. So it's a pink and brown quilt. Because they were the best colors in the entire world. So someday I will I will have that quilt back. Um, I don't know what I'll do with it. Maybe serve chocolate cake on it. I don't know. That would be the thing. <laughs> Use it as a tent. So this story does not end here. Because, you know, this is a real quilt. Uh, and everything. So um, not so surprisingly, in spite of what the book may show you, the quilt got really, really, really fragile after a while. And so Patricia Palaka's children took a look at it, and I think, I believe what they did was they took digital photographs of each element, and then they got, a, I think, a bunch of crazy quilt ladies to make a new quilt that completely replicated the old one. The old one, I believe, is now hung in the Maza Museum in Finlay, Ohio, which has one of the greatest collections of children's literature artifacts uh, in the entire world. And so now the public can actually see the real quilt that inspired this That's book. That's cool. That is cool. That is a, and that is a good kid, you know, like children to their parents gift. I'm yeah. like, oh, props to you. I'm glad that in real life it has fallen apart. <laughs> it did. Thank you. Yes, because it's not immortal. It's not made of titanium. It's right. a freaking quilt. I, it, but yeah, there was some talk. It was a news article I found where she was talking about like, oh yeah, it used to be a cape when I was a superhero and then it was a tent. And so that's all accurate. She did abuse the quilt exactly the way that you <laughs> see her abuse it in the book and more and more. This book, as I mentioned before, won the Sydney Taylor Book Award uh, and a Carnegie it was a Carnegie Medal Honor book. Um, and yes, uh, you know, Patricia Bellocco, born in July 11th, 1944 in Lansing, Michigan. Uh, her mother's family was uh, consisted of Jewish immigrants from Russia and Ukraine. Uh, her father's people were from the county of Limerick in Ireland. Ah. Over the years, she has made many, many books 
many, many books. Uh, 115, according to her website. And uh, some of them talk about her mom's side of the family. Sometimes talk about her dad's side of the family. Some talk about her husband's family. She talks about all sorts of people. There's a lot of histories in her picture books. It's kind of her thing. By the way, uh, her website needs to be updated because I could not find any book more recent than 2016 on there. But my website currently isn't working right now. So who am I to be poking fingers at anybody? She lives in Michigan. Hometown pride. And I did not get you the 25th anniversary edition of this book, partly because I didn't know it was an option and it wasn't on the library shelf uh, when I picked this up. But apparently, in that edition, uh, there is a section about Patricia's two children at the back, as well as how they remade the quilt and everything. So that's cool. Oh, and it has a prequel. Um, which was a bit of a surprise. It came out not that long ago called The Blessing Cup. Hmm. Um, so it is sort of that family, but before they left uh, for America. Ratings time. So, you know, as you mentioned before, I, I put in my notes, this does kind of remind me of Shoei with the generational women in mm -hmm, her life mm -hmm. and being it passed down from generation to generation. I think it's a really sweet story, and I like the consistency of just coloring the quilt. Yeah. I couldn't remember the title to save my life. No, no, I, I couldn't either, actually. I will, I will be that girl who goes into a library and says, I want the Jewish quilt book. Yeah, 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 you and know. And have the librarian... No, the other Jewish quilt book. It's the Jewish quilt book. You know. I mean, what more do you want? The one with the red? <laughs> if I even remember that part, I mean, I'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Jewish quilt book. Figure yeah, it yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> I would get the name mixed up. I'd probably call it the Blessing Quilt or something like that. That sounds like a title. Sure. Yeah. Totally. I, I still don't know what this is. It's what is the this keeping, oh. keeping quilt. <laughs> yeah. No, but now I've just said blessing quilts, and now that's what you're going to remember it as. So. <laughs> yeah, so um, I gave it a seven. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm, uh, I like this book. I'm not the world's greatest fan of it, um, but it's well done. It is nice to see a picture book about Jewish people that isn't about the Holocaust yeah, and thanks. isn't about Hanukkah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. That's like, that's a twofer right yeah. there. You almost never get those two uh, seen at the same time. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's done on purpose, just the red um, and then the blue. And as she points out, that's kids notice that when she reads this book, you know, kids notice where's the red and they follow the red when it's in one page or another page. Is it my favorite book in the entire world? Well, I'm not judging that. I'm judging it by itself. I like it fine. I'm not terribly in love with it, so I'm giving it a 5.5. Okay. Okay. It's yeah. a fair point. So it's, it's a classic. Yeah, we find a classic. All right, there we go. Right, Anything right. above a 5 is a classic, so we'll take it. All right. Well, I'll, I'll go with that then. Letters time. Mom wrote in, we had just done Goodnight Gorilla. And she had this to say. Remember, we had mentioned in the fact that the gorilla has a very tiny tiny cage and all yeah, these animals seem to have depressing. stuffed animal versions of themselves and she said well you great sillies drop the ball on that one obviously it's not a zoo betsy's right about the entrance so my theory that the back entrance was the old entrance uh from when it was a zoo it's a refuge for orphaned animals it explains the soft toys and the pacifier the cage is small for the same reason we're back to swaddling babies it makes them feel cozy glad to clear that up for you <laughs> Sure, why not? That's as good a theory as anything I've come up with. It I does mean, explain why they're all babyish and want to go with 
the parental figures to their home, which they're not allowed to do. So it's kind of sad and tragic when you think of it that way. I guess, but it does say zoo on it. So. Right. Well, as I mentioned, that was the and old he, entrance from the 1920s. But he's also called the zookeeper. That's on his badge. Well, that's a good point. That's a good point. Sorry, Mom. His badge trumps your theory. It was a good theory, though. I was with you for a moment there. It was pretty good. And uh, let's see here. Oh, right. And then uh, we put up a bunch of images on our Instagram page from the book. But without a doubt, the most popular one was where you had pointed out that uh, the zookeeper's wife is clearly, she's very much awake, but he's clearly faking that he's asleep when mm. he realizes that his room is full of animals mm-hmm. and he does not want to get up and go all the way. Yeah, he's all night. And then later she says goodnight when she comes back and that's the moment he's like, yeah. oh, goodnight. Oh, like, well, oh, you're miraculously awake now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, as Steve Light put it, ah, yes, the marriage dynamic. Hoping the other will do the job you don't want to do. Exactly. Grown-up things we like. Uh, you go first. Okay. I have a new show I like, and it's fun for the whole family. You know, I haven't been able to watch a good family show with my family, good, good, uh, exciting, fun show since Lego Masters. The Lego Masters show was great, and we really haven't been able to find another until now. Is with it a little something I like to call Floor is Lava? I, you know, I saw one of those episodes. I love Floor is it's, Lava. It's entertaining. It is very entertaining because. You have to understand, it is not taking itself too seriously. No. Um, You have to get through a crazy path of different things. There's three teams. Some, In some cases, you are really rooting for one of those three teams, and it tends to not disappoint. And I guess the contestants have been told, if you fall into the lava, you have to sink all the way down into it. And your teammates have to act like... They have to be like, I will avenge you! (laughs) No! My only daughter. Yeah, stuff like that. It uh, It's great. There was there was one where it was three guys and they were all living with their moms. These were guys in their 20s. And they just needed the money from the show, you know, the prize money to like get their own apartments and stuff. And they were going up against these teachers who were like, our lounge furniture in our staff room is a little tawdry. We'd really like a ping pong table. And I'm like, die. What? Die. No. Oh. Teachers deserve teachers anything do, they want. But these teachers also, like the woman was like, I do yoga on my boogie board. So I think I'm really fit for this. I'm like, die. No, <laughs> no. They were, no, they were being like, they showed pictures of their teachers out. It was very nice. It was very, they had furniture and it was on the roof and it was sunny and delightful. Okay. Anyway, okay. Okay. I'm just saying. So anyway, <laughs> it's a very fun show. Uh, you can really root for what's going on. It's very silly. Uh, it's totally kid friendly and it is aware of its own ridiculousness. For one thing, they win lava lamps when they're done. So floor is lava. Okay. What is yours? Okay. Mine is, you remember when I talked about the game Organ Attack Yeesh. by the Awkward Yeti? Yeesh. Um, also a Michigan man. We got a no. Michigan theme it's going on this episode. Should, let's just pop some cherries. And... <laughs> Wait, that sounds terrible. Oh. <laughs> it sure did. Wow. That was anyway, horrible. Do you feel anxious show. now that you've I said I feel so that? anxious over after I said that. Well, now you can play a game called Anxiety Attack. Ooh. Made by the guy who made Organ Attack. Mm-hmm. It's a very fun game. Um, the goal is to go all the way. Well, you want to stay in Oasis, but every time someone plays a card on you, it can make you more stressed out. Yes. Um, so some of the stressed out cards are, 
is something as little as everyone starts ordering, but you aren't ready. Oh, <laughs> Like yeah. if you're at a restaurant. Yeah, that's a low level, but it's there. And medium yeah. level would be you get a terrible haircut. Uh-huh. Uh. And then a high level would be uh, that buried alive nightmare that you just had. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, but then there's other ways that you can calm yourself down um, to make you less anxious, like pet a dog, talk to a friend, Mm -hmm. repeat a positive mantra. Mm -hmm. Um, So the goal is to try and be the least anxious person as possible. But if you do make it to the anxiety spiral in the middle of this, the the game board is a brain. If you get to that part, um, you don't necessarily, you aren't out of the game. You're just the... (laughs) You're like the worst version of yourself. And then you have to essentially um, try and get other people to be the worst versions of their selves so that they also lose the game. That is accurate. (laughs) Because, oh, it's misery. It's your misery self because misery Uh, loves company. Yeah, yeah. well, that is true. So, yes, if you go to com, if you buy Anxiety Attack, he is throwing in free masks for. for free and you just have to put in the notes of your order what color you want the mask to be you know i've been seeing that in other places too where people will say and you get a mask if you order this i'm like what a smart idea yeah totally do that so oh that's what a delightful anxiety uh, anxiety attack along with organ attack well wonderful i do like organ attack better but i uh, you know we played anxiety attack and i think i like it better you know why because you won that's right yeah that's right okay I won, people. Yep. I won. I won. I won. Okay. I won. Right. I won. All right. All right. And on that note of me winning, 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 I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse 8 Kate. That's Fuse number 8 Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Keim, and our volcanologist is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird.